You are listening to The Winning Mind Podcast. I am Letitia D'Souza. I am a mindset coach and business strategist who has helped more than 1,200 people change their lives, their relationships, their businesses, and just win in life. There's a myriad of reasons why we're not winning in life. Most people don't really play to win. They play not to lose. And what winning really means is becoming a better version of yourself each and every day. We can do this together. Hey, y'all. It's Letitia. How y'all been? How y'all doing? I am doing good. First of all, before I do anything, I want to acknowledge like around this time of the year, like around the holidays, you know, it can be a really, really joyous for people, but it can also be really lonely for people, really sad. A lot of people mourn and grieve because they've lost loved ones. So for those of you who find yourselves in places of mourning or grief, you know, or loss, I just want to let you know that my heart goes out to you and that you are definitely in my thoughts. And so I think that regardless of what your beliefs are around holidays, we can all just be a little bit more mindful and compassionate of people who have a really hard time during this time. So I just wanted to say that. I do have a heart, right? I, let's see what's happened. I just got back from Mexico, Tulum, my second time being there. It was a shorter visit, but it was still a great time nonetheless. Anytime I can get by the ocean, I'm good. And, um, you know, people always say, choose a life or create a life that you don't need to vacation from. And I'm like, create a life that vacation is just a part of it so I can do what I want to do. But yeah, I had a really, really good time. Uh, I had such a good time that I came back with red bumps. So something, I don't think something bit me. I think it was more of an allergic reaction to something. It could have been a whole, whole, whole lot of tequila, but there's that. Now that I'm back home, I'm good. And then I was like, whew, finally, I can just settle in and be home for the rest of the year. And not so much. Now I'm headed to Chicago to uh, do some things with my my daughter and my son. So there's that. And then just looking out into next year, I already have trips for Portugal, Spain, Mexico. And I'm just like, okay, what, what does 2022 look like? But so far, it looks like there will be lots of movement. I have some really big changes coming up in my life, some changes that I've made that I've made very intentionally. And, um, you know, sometimes you can find yourself in a place where you're comfortable, where you're coasting, where you might feel, for me, when I'm too comfortable, I start to feel stagnant. And so I do what's called creative disruption in my own life. I will intentionally do something to disrupt my own life to make me a little bit more uncomfortable. And then it will just like stir like creative processes for me. The one thing about me is because I'm such a person that is committed to growth. If I feel like I'm not growing or if I feel like things are stagnant, then I need to initiate that that shift in energy, if that makes sense. So I have made some changes and the changes actually cost me a bit of income. And I'm okay with that because I look, I'm looking forward to what I can create with the time that it freed up for me, right? So for me, everything is not about money. I look at what's possible and what I can create with my time. And so 
Um, one of the things that I that I that I come across so often is that people are so limited by money or a lack thereof. And I'm just like, you know, we can we can always create more money. I know it's it might be difficult to believe that, but we can always create more money. You know, what problems can you solve? You you really can get your money up if you think about the problems that you can solve. The higher levels, the more higher levels of problems that you can solve the more money that you can create for yourself. But here's what happens. We, if you, let's just say you have a job, absolutely nothing wrong with having a job. But if you have a job, then your income is tied to a salary. And so a lot of times you think that your salary is all of the income that you can have. So while a person or a boss or a company can determine your salary, you can determine your income because there are things outside of your work that you can do to generate income. So I've said this before on other podcasts, you don't necessarily have to be an entrepreneur to have an entrepreneurial mindset. So if the money that you're generating from your job or the money that you're generating from your business or however it is that you're generating, it is not enough. Ask yourself, what problems can I solve? Who can I solve those problems for? and get to it. Because people pay to have their problems solved, right? And every time you solve one problem, another problem is created. So if you can think ahead, and if you can start thinking about the problems that you can solve, you can absolutely start to make money, right? So for example, a lot of my clients are headed to the million dollar mark, right? I know from having helped somebody get there before, that when they get the million to the million dollar mark, there's a different level of problems that they are going to deal with. They're not thinking of that because they're only thinking about getting to that point. I'm already ahead and know what's going to meet them when they get there and know how to support them when they get there, right? So I can be thinking about just really anticipatory about how I'm adding value once they get over there. So that's what I'm saying. Um, the other thing is, here's a big one. You need time to think. And a lot of us don't have time. A lot of us are time broke. So you have to figure out a way to get your time back. Like I am somebody who will invest money to buy back my time. So the way that I set my business up, the way that my life is set up, the way that my entire life is set up, I am not time broke. So I have time to think. I have time to create. I have time to problem solve. And that time is more valuable to me than anything else. And so I'm going to protect it. When you're time broke, guess what? You need to pay the person who has the freedom to think of solutions. Does, does that make sense? So... There's so many ways to get your money up and you don't necessarily have to be a social media influencer. You just need to create. God has given us all the power to get wealth and you just need to get to it and you need to tap in because the thing that the thing that is going to generate income for you, generate more income for you is going to be inside of you and it's not going to be outside of you. And so many of us look outside of ourselves trying to replicate what we see outside of ourselves when your true treasure is really going to be inside of you. Even case in point, my daughter, and of course I'm biased, but my daughter is one of, she's a creative, but she has a career, but she is one of the most creative people that I know. Just, just has always been that way. My daughter has a business. 
And she has a business with her fiance, of course, but her part of the business is she creates these incredible events and um, I don't even know what you want to call it, but she's doing like bridal showers and retirement parties and all of these things because guess what? People want to pay for convenience. So when she sets it up and people see it, they're like, oh my God, can you do X, Y, or Z? So it's starting to unfold just by word of mouth, just by her doing an excellent job, just by taking her genuine creative talent right? Not that she doesn't hone it or work on it, but it's something that she loves to do. And now she's generating an additional stream of income. So that's what I'm saying. It's as easy as that. Why I'm talking about get your money up, I don't really know. But it's just something that, you know, has just really, really been on my mind because money problems plague so many people, but it's not the money. It's the mindset behind money, right? Like I was speaking to one of my clients, speaking to a couple of my clients, and they were speaking about repeating financial cycles, about like how money cycles have been the hardest to break. And so I said, okay, let's dig into this a little bit. Tell me about your mom and them. Tell me about your daddy and them. Like, what was the mindset? Because, you know, I'm always, I always want to know about the conditioning that people have about money because a lot of times the battles that you're fighting is not in your money. The battle that you're fighting is in your mind around money. What, what do you expect around money? If, if struggle is something that is acceptable to you and familiar to you, you will tolerate it. Listen, if you will accept struggle of any form or sort, you will struggle with your money. It doesn't matter how str- how smart you are. It doesn't matter how strategic you are. If you are okay with struggling because somewhere in your family, somewhere in your mindset and your subconscious mind, struggling is normalized for you, then you will have a harder time not struggling. So when struggle comes your way, you will accept it. For the person who this is not normal, it's like a red flag, like, oh shit, wait a minute, this is not what we do. But for people for whom this is normal, struggle feels like home. So you literally have to work to create a new normal in your mind so that struggle no longer feels familiar. You want struggle to feel to you like, you know how if you have if you swallow a foreign object, your body is going to go to work to expel it. You're going to throw it up or you're going to poop it out. You want struggle to feel so foreign to you that everything in you is like, uh-uh, this is, this is not what we do. Remember when I just told y'all that I broke out? When I was in Mexico, my body was like, something foreign is here. We don't recognize this toxic thing, whatever it is. And guess what? I had all the angry red bumps to show, right? I came home. I got some blood purifier tea, some antibiotic tea. Y'all know I have herbs for everything. And and started to detox. Couple of days, no longer itching, body back to normal, right? But the foreign thing, the thing that did not belong had to be removed. And so sometimes we have to treat struggle in the same way. You got to go do a whole detox on your mind, on your mindset. Struggle money, struggle love, like struggle whatever. But I'm talking about money seriously because here's, here's, this is just my belief. You might not believe this. The Bible says even that money answers all things. And people say money can't buy you love, right? But money can buy you options. Money can give you options. You know, money can give you options to choose better, to be better, to live better, to look better, right? Money can give you options. And so for people who act like, 
you know, money is not that big of a deal to me. That scares me. What, what do you mean it's not that big of a deal to you? It doesn't mean that you have to be materialistic. I am not saying materialistic. That is not what I'm saying. But when people say, well, money is not that big of a deal to me, I just, I'm not understanding that. That's, that's just really foreign to me, especially when you struggle with it. So anyway, back to what I was saying about struggling with money. You don't have to do so much more to make so much more money. In fact, my own coach told me, this is going to be so easy for you that you will almost feel guilty for taking money, for making money, because it's going to be so easy. And do you know that I sometimes struggle with the feeling of, gosh, like I, sh- I should be doing more because my subconscious mind is always ready to revert to a place of struggle if I wasn't consciously aware. But we're not doing that. Struggle feels foreign. And so I'm like, I'm not going. But it can feel when things come to you with grace and with ease, if you're so used to always longing for something and always waiting and always praying and always quote unquote manifesting, I have never seen so many people who are manifesting but have never manifested. I'm not understanding that. Like you got to watch your language. So I was talking to someone the other day, right? And they were having car trouble. The car was running hot. Now listen, my my flat tire or my tire light comes on and I'll be like, uh-oh, we need a new one. I don't, I don't do car problems. Like it it just it's just not remember, struggle, me and struggle, we're not doing it anyway. Their car was running hot. And so I was like, did you just like need a new one? And they said, Well, I just put a lot of money into this one. And I'm like, well, well, why did you do that? <laughs> so listen, because in conversations with this person. A few conversations, they might be like, hey, let me call you right back. I'm running into AutoZone. Okay. So this car was running hot. And so I just said, why don't you just get a, a different car? Because in Atlanta, you 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 need a reliable car in Atlanta. Like you need a car that when you go outside, you know it's going to work for you to take you from point A to point B. And then this this is what they said. They said, when God presents it to me, I'm going to get it. Now, y'all should know me well enough by now to know it took everything in me not to be like, are are you kidding me right now? I'm just like, wanted to make sure I heard it. Like, what? When God presents it to me, I'm going to get another one. What the hell does God have to do with this? If you need a sign, your car running hot should be the sign. The Okay, I'm going back to the handy Bible. God gives good gifts to his children. A good gift is going to be another car. So do you think that, and then they told me about in another five months that they might replace the car because of a financial thing. And so my mind, my mindset was saying, if you need a car right now, how can we, when I say we, that's just because, you know, that's just my language. How can we create the money that you need right now because you have the challenge right now. You mean to tell me you're willing to struggle with this car going back and forth, unreliable, don't know if you have to Uber or Lyft or whatever, going to be broken down on the side of the road. Like, you're willing to struggle with this for another five months? This is what I mean about struggling being normal, right? 
This is not judgment. It's really compassion. It's, it's, it's really because I lived in this space for a while and I know that you don't have to do it. God don't want you here. God ain't got you. God ain't getting no glory from you struggling. God ain't getting no glory from you not being able to pay your bills, from you struggling, from you being sick, from you being ill. I remember somebody telling me, maybe God is just trying to build your character. Tell me how me not having what it is that I need is building my character. Like some of these like, slave mentality and all of this stuff that's just filtered down into our mindsets. And it really has us, it has us sick, stuck, broke, and miserable. And so all I'm saying is you can get your money up. You don't have to be relying upon just your salary. And so in my mind, I'm just like, did you did you want me to come to the dealership with you? Because I'll totally do that. Like I shine in the dealership. We can make some things happen. And you know what this person said? This is just a small bump in the road. I'm like, this is a whole damn pothole. What you mean? It's a bump in the road. But but this this is me, y'all. I have a the reason why I can be so detached and why I've learned to be detached is because I will care so much about something that is not necessarily readily affecting me. That's the heart that I have, is that I will care and I will care so much. And I'm telling you, my heart was really hurt for this person. And they said, it's just a small bump in the road. You can get so used to struggling that struggling is just like it ain't even that big of a deal to you, right? But I was also having a conversation with this person and they were telling me some things that they were attracting. And this is what I'm telling y'all. Watch the languaging and the mindset behind the languaging that you're using. You're so used to attracting and waiting and manifesting and be still and know that I am God and wait on the Lord. And so a lot of this stuff has translated into absolutely nothing happening in your life. We co-create with God. Listen, if God was giving out cars every time a damn check engine light came on or he's rationing out cars and now it's your turn, it's your turn, wouldn't we all have it? Like, make him make God. God ain't got nothing to do with this. This is you making a conscious choice and decision to do something different, to up-level your life, to upgrade your life and say, this is not what I want. Let's not, let's not bring God into this. You know, Sometimes I be I gotta ask God this. I gotta talk to my God. God, I wonder if He be up there scratching His head. Like, man, these people putting all kind of stuff on me that I ain't got nothing to do with. I didn't say that. I didn't do that. I ain't in that. This is all you. And then people will say, "Well, God's will is gonna be done." I read someplace else that like God's will is rarely done because we have free will. If He were to impose His will, then maybe so. But because we have free will. We exercise our own will and deal with the consequences thereof. So, yeah, things about money. I'm, I'm passionate about things about money because I see I was talking to somebody else and they told me some things that they needed to do. And they said, but I'm on a fixed income. Who fixed it? Because this is what my uh, maybe disability, retirement, however it's fixed. This is the allotted amount that I have, which is not enough to live on, and I can only make X, Y, or Z over this amount, or I would lose it. Can you create a situation where you make so much more over that amount that you don't need it? Do, do you see? Do you see what I'm saying? The mindset. You're not about to allot a certain amount of money to me that I can barely make ends meet on. And now I'm on a fixed income and everything that I need to do in my life is tied into that. No, you shouldn't me. Not going to happen. Like, absolutely not. I've had this conversation with my mother, like a fixed income. Like, but, but these are the mindsets that 
are just so prevalent. And I'm just like, no, no, no. Like, we can have more money. When you have more money, you can have nicer things. You can have better things. If you don't want it for yourself, what about your children? What about your children's children? What about leaving something for generations after you that are not just like bad memories and poor habits? Like, what? What? It's, it's so much bigger than you. The more money that I have, the more money that I make, the more money that, that I create, the more people I can help, the more generous that I can be, the more lives that I can change. Generosity is a huge principle in my life. It's a value. It's a principle that I live by. And so the more that I have, the more that I can give, right? The more that I have, I feel like I'm a conduit. The more that comes through me, the more that goes out from me. So I just really don't understand why people suffer. You spend 40, 50 hours a week at a job you hate to not make enough money for a basic level lifestyle. We're not even talking about like anything dramatic or luxurious. You hate it. You bitch and complain about the boss. You bitch and complain about the job, the pay, and everything else, except you do everything except change it. You do every single thing except changing it because you've settled for just complaining about something instead of changing it. But guess what? I've always heard don't complain about what you permit. If you permit somebody to pay you X amount of dollars and you working and slaving like a dog and you don't get the recognition or anything else and you're accepting it, then deal with it, right? Because guess what? Who wants to just listen to people complain about something that they're not going to change? I don't. I don't. I really don't. Unless you're one of my clients. And even then, People pay me to listen to their stuff. Y'all know what? And guess what? I got a certain grace, a grace period, where I can just listen to something. If it's not going to change, I'm not going to be the best person to work with you because this is not just you giving me money, but I'm also giving you time, energy, and attention. And I value that for myself. Listen, I can't impose my will to change anything on people, but what I can do is take good stock and, and protect my own time, energy, and attention. Y'all, you might be the person or you might have people around you that they just settle with complaining, complaining about something that they ain't gonna never change. They're complaining about a man they ain't gonna never leave, complaining about weight they ain't gonna never lose, complaining about money that they ain't gonna never get up. Which is just that's, that's what I'm saying. Com chronic complaining is, is almost like a sickness, seriously. So I just, I just, I just want to invite, challenge, provoke, you know, us to just do something different and to just be better. You know, like there is there is just so much better. I can remember, <laughs> I can remember years ago when my daughter was like, we, I think we were playing Monopoly and she was like, mama, I say, yeah. She said, are you broke? Man, when I tell y'all, we was playing with fake money, but, but, but for her to just ask that question, it just broke my heart because I was like, I got tears in my eyes like, yeah, I'm broke. Do you know how humbling but how hurtful that was to tell a kid that, yeah, I'm broke, right? What about her sense of safety and her sense of, my daughter probably right now is one of the most stable people I know because she dealt with the inconsistency of my own income while I was trying to figure my life out, right? And finally, you know, I got to a place of stability and beyond, but I'm saying my daughter was like, are you broke? And I'm just like, yes. My daughter saw my car being repossessed. My daughter saw when they cut the gas off 
And she she tried to comfort me, and she was like, Mama, I like taking a cold shower. And <laughs> probably the next couple of days, she was like, can, can I go to Grandma's house? Because, listen, our children shouldn't have to see this or be a part of this. She was a good trooper, but my daughter saw the struggle. The struggle was really real. So I'm not telling y'all from a place of not having gone through something, but I got to a place where I was like, enough is a day enough. Like, what are you doing? Like, not even for your daughter, but for you. Listen, I said this before. It is damaging to your soul when you are a full able-bodied adult, and you cannot provide for yourself the things that you need, let alone you have children and your children are looking to you as their, as their sole resource and provider, and you, you can't provide for them or you. It is damaging to your soul, I'm telling you. And it normalizes struggle for them. It normalizes struggle. Like, this is why a lot of times people say they want to break generational curses. And I'm always like, "Mm, yeah, maybe so. But what about generational mindsets, generational habits, generational tendencies, generational decisions? If we can break those things, then your children and your children's children after you can do something different. Like, I was very, very intentional to help my daughter make different decisions than the ones that I made because I wasn't intentional in my own life because I didn't have that guidance, right? But I was very intentional with helping her to see something different, exposing her to so much more than I had been exposed to so she would make very, very different decisions. So where she sits in life at 25, hell, it's a lot of 45-year-olds that haven't accomplished as much, that don't think with as much clarity as she does because I invested that in her. I didn't have anything to put on her at the time because I was broke. So I had to put stuff in her, right? And so now I'm seeing the fruit of that. But anyway, all that to say, do y'all know when I first started talking, this is not what I was intending to talk about. And so when I just open my mouth, I just, <laughs> I really just go with the with my stream of consciousness and what I'm, what I'm feeling. So this is what I want to say. The last thing that I'll say for all y'all manifestors and people that's waiting and attracting and all of that, and you got your vision boards, your 2022 vision boards, there is something called the law of assumption. The law of assumption is, first of all, gratitude. When you're in a space of gratitude, you are grateful for what you have, not what's coming. When you say something is coming, it's given the energy of it's missing. I am so thankful and grateful for an abundant business. I am so thankful and grateful for a business with X amount of revenue. I am so thankful and grateful for, you know, this love, this this love or this whatever whatever it is. I am thankful and grateful for this now because the law of assumption says all assumptions ain't bad. Walk in it as if it exists. Feel the feeling of it, right? Assume that you have it. Like move in that energy. If you're always moving in the energy of you're waiting, you're attracting, you're manifesting. That's like some future thing that is to come that is not here. Let's move as if it is here. I am a multi, I am so thankful that I am a multi-millionaire with multiple waterfront properties that I hold retreats for, for my clients, right? Move in the energy of I am. Move in the energy of not, not what's coming, but what's here, and shift 
your life. Get your money up. Like, just just change things. I'm never the person who's the end of the year, finished strong, going into the new year. We just happen to be here. And I'm saying, like, let's not struggle another day. Damn, damn another year. Let's not struggle another day. We still have time left in this month. We don't have to wait until 2022. We don't, we don't have to do that. We can change things now. Just move in the law of assumption. And, and, and please don't think that God doesn't want you to have good things better, more, to be more, to do more, to have more, because that's, that's, that, that ain't my God, God. Now, I don't, I don't understand the God of struggle, the God of suffering. There are things that we suffer through in our human experience, but to just say that like somehow suffering is your badge of honor and that just gives glory to God, man, when, when I was real religious, you might've had me with that one, but, but, but right now, nah. God wants me happy. God wants me abundant. God wants me blissful. God wants me blessed because the more that I am that way, the the more that I impact other people in a way that is positive, the more that I leave my life print on people and the more that that energy can be replicated. So there's that. Just wanted to, to share that with y'all. I hope you get something from it. Let's not struggle. Let's not normalize struggle. I love each and every one of you beautiful people. Thank you for holding space and have a beautiful, beautiful rest of your day.